Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse, Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, all included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite content in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Ah, here we go on a Tuesday. A glorious Tuesday, a sunny Tuesday now in Los Angeles. Hopefully drying out live here. It's the herd, wherever you may be, however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Hopefully the fruit flies have subsided. Jay McInerney being attacked on the set yesterday. I've wiped this thing down about seven times. <laughs> oh, Jay Mac. How's that no haircut thing working out for you? I'm not doing it. Uh, I'm not getting a haircut. They're just doing a little trim up top, and I don't know. I, you know what? I, it's a summer of Colin. I'm going for it. I'm at another vacation next week, getting ready for a big football season. Ooh. You know, I just—it's time to take care of me and my Ooh, hair. Okay, that's what I like. We'll take care of you. Got to put yourself first. Top priority. How obnoxious. <laughs> so, uh, I was locked on an NFL preseason game last night. The Ravens hadn't lost a preseason game since 2015, and I don't spend a lot of time breaking down preseason games, so this may be a first. But they lost last night, and I was watching that, and you know what I honestly believed? That NFL players care more about the preseason than NBA players care about the regular season. That's the message I keep getting. Bucks Sixers TV Saturday. Nah, I played last night. My calf's a little sore. Ravens Commanders all out war all in. Leagues and players send messages through their effort, commitment, and style. Baltimore and Washington had me locked in for 90 minutes of the second half. I said this to my kids years ago. They were doing and participating in sports, and I said, I'll care if you do. The minute you don't, I'm out. I'm not a taxi driver or a Lyft driver or an Uber driver. 
the second you don't show passion, I got other stuff to do on the weekends. Trust me. And eventually, and they didn't care that much about it. And I was like, all right, they're good students. I'm good. They like to water ski and snow ski with dad. They want to play sports. I'm good. But the SEC for years is the college football conference I watch a lot because they care. The fans are crying. The cheerleaders are crying. The fan, the coaches are screaming. The announcers are all in. They care more, so I care more. I'm not from the South. I didn't go to Baton Rouge, LSU. I've been there once. Why do I care so much? If you care, I care. People for years have said football is popular because of the scarcity of games. It's not just that. It's an emotional investment. Careers can end at any time. By the way, we live in a very fractionalized world. People are on their phones and their social media stuff I didn't have when I was a kid. And what gets you to a TV set? What gets you to the radio? What gets you places? If it feels really important and you can't miss it. The effort last night those two teams put in was significant. Why would I care? I'm not from the D.C., Baltimore area. This game doesn't mean anything. I wanted to say memo to the NBA. Have your players at least fake like they care about the regular season. The NBA commissioner is now creating a midseason tournament so that his basketball players will care about playing basketball. It's a problem. It wasn't in the 70s, 80s, 90s. Maybe they're all so rich now. I don't know. I don't really care. It's not my issue. But last night was so great and so contagious and so fun. It's why we love this game. You care, I care. And John Harbaugh talked about it after. In the end, it's about, it's about a bunch. It's about football and, and, and the men and women now who play, who play the game. And it shows you what, this, what makes this game so great why it does matter so much, because it takes those kind of efforts. That, that's what you have to do. It's, it's, it's a courageous game. It's a, it's a game for courageous people. And it's a game for people that are willing to go out there and throw themselves around in really tough, awkward situations, physicality. You know, it takes, it takes that kind of grit to play this game and to fight like that. And that's, I think most people that love football love it for that reason right there. I don't know what the TV ratings were last night, but I could not have been the only person out here 3,000 miles away on the West Coast that was sitting there watching. I think Troy Aikman at one point said, this is the most fun I've ever had watching a preseason game. I got a little Sam Howell. I got a little Zay Flowers. OBJ didn't play, but they talked about him. I, I've never seen teams care more for a preseason football game. If you care, I care. It's that simple. Those men cared. So I was in. Here's a story. The Colts, <laughs> this, is, this has gone back and forth, are now seeking a first-round pick for Jonathan Taylor. He was a second-round pick. I loved that pick. He was terrific. Uh, but you'd have to sign him or trade for him and then sign him. It would be a lot of money. I don't know what his market is, but there's somebody out there that wants him. But let's just look, because I'm going to make a comp here. And I don't think I'm wrong. Look at the last three to four years at Indy. They fire Frank Reich, who immediately gets a great job and a raise from a really aggressive owner. They pulled the plug on Carson Wentz, despite the fact he had a 27 TD, seven pick season and a 96 and a half quarterback rating. That's pretty good. They've now ticked off their star running back, the best player on their team. They hired a head coach straight from ESPN, Jeff Saturday. Good guy, not an NFL head coach. 
Does it sound like a well-run business? Oh, by the way, they won't sign their best player, which you can argue a second contract even for a star running back can be tenuous, but they will spend $100 million on a guitar collection for the owner. You know what Jim Irsay's become? The James Dolan of the NBA. Dad gave him a fortune, a great business. He's gotten rich, and he's now distracted and loves his music. It's a problem. He's also the most active NFL owner on Twitter or X or whatever it's called. That's not great. For years, people questioned Ursay, but he had a grown-up in the room named Peyton Manning that kept it stable. And then he had Andrew Luck, Stanford IQ. No nonsense. Kept it stable. The longer Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, further away they get in the rearview mirror, the crazier and the loonier this franchise appears to be. Five years, eight starting quarterbacks. It is a problem. When you're a great franchise quarterback, it's like Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. You're a bit of a magician. You're showing us your right hand and all the greatness over here, and then it's distracting us for all the goofiness and the ownership problems and the executive suite chaos over there. It's a great magician. Burrow did it in Cincinnati. We didn't know if Zach Taylor could coach. It appears he can. The O-line was a mess. They didn't have an indoor practice facility in northern cold weather. Uh, They had a cheap owner. They didn't really have an official GM. And then a grown-up came into the room named Joe Burrow and solved all of it. And that's what happens in chaotic organizations. Maybe Deshaun Watson can solve the Browns, though I doubt it. But Peyton Manning did that for years. And then Andrew Luck did it for years. There's only so much a general manager like Chris Ballard can do. He's just an employee working for the boss. But a star franchise quarterback has the fans in their pocket too, and fans ultimately pay the owner. So Joe Burrow and Andrew Luck and Mahomes and Peyton Manning and Brady have real power, and the owner knows it. They move merchandise, they get you on television, and you benefit. What can a GM and a front office guy do? You know, you're running around at the behest of the owner. But this is a problem in Indianapolis. Another starting quarterback, Frank Reich is gone. Carson Wex wasn't great, but Carson Wentz was damn good for them. Uh, the Jeff Saturday situation, Jeff's a great guy, by the way, but that, that felt Looney Tunes. And now Jonathan Taylor. I've said before, you can make an argument that if Anthony Richardson is as good and productive athletically as most of us think he will be, sort of a Josh Allen, Cam Newton, that you could move. He's going to gobble up Jonathan Taylor's yards anyway. You could move Taylor if you could get a great corner and a receiver. I, I There's an argument to be made. There is that Anthony Richardson, as mobile quarterbacks continue to gobble up running back yards, there's an argument that Anthony Richardson doesn't need a star running back. He could use a BB-plus running back. I get that. But the whole thing, the last four years, two weeks ago, didn't he say, we're not trading Jonathan Taylor? And now I read this morning, they're moving off Jonathan Taylor. It's just chaos, and you can't win in this league at the highest levels unless you've got the owner, the GM, the coach, and the quarterback buttoned up. You can't. Kansas City does. That's why they're a a favorite again. Philadelphia now does. Nick Sirianni proved to be better than I suspected at coach. That's why they're a favorite in the NFC. All right, J-Mac. Jonathan Taylor's a Colt. Now he's not. They want to trade him. No, they don't. 
I have no idea where we stand with this So thing. riddle me this. Why wouldn't a team with a quarterback on a rookie deal go after Jonathan Taylor? I get it. That makes a lot of sense. I get oh, it. Oh, by the way, the Colts have a quarterback on a rookie deal. Yes. But, what, but, what are we but, doing? But, again, and I'm not saying it's the right call. You can argue if this young man is Cam or Josh Allen and is going to run for 1,200 yards – and nine to 12 touchdowns, he's going to gobble up so much of Jonathan Taylor's yards as he learns to throw from the pocket for two to three years that giving Jonathan Taylor a massive deal may not make a ton of sense. But at least come out and say, moving him, not moving him. Now this thing's flip-flopping back and forth. So what's the message you're sending to the locker room? He's your best player. You're not going to trade him. You are going to trade him. I think it's very hard to get a first-round pick for Jonathan because I also have to pay him. Right. So he was a second-round yeah. pick. Now i got to give you a first and pay him. That's going to be a hard sell. I think the market for that is pretty small, okay. but I do think he has a market. 49ers, quarterback on a rookie deal. They see Christian McCaffrey out there. We will gladly take Christian McCaffrey off your hands. We'll pay the remainder of his deal. Yeah. Quarterback's on the rookie deal. It works. You then su- you know, support him with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. you got a great defense. Like, surely there's a team out there who's going to see this and be like, hey, that's going to work for us. I'm not saying you got to pay Taylor what McCaffrey got, but a, a little less than what McCaffrey got should be reasonable, right? Well, yeah. It's um, Again, there's been some hysterics about running backs not getting paid. If you're great at anything in this life, you're going to get paid. You're going to have a market. So Jonathan Taylor's going to have a market. Josh Jacobs absolutely has a market. Saquon Barkley eventually got his. You may not get what you want, but there's a market. So I, I think there's a lot of things here. Um, and, I, and I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying I could understand a GM saying, you know, I've, I've talked to GMs. They don't want to give running backs huge deals. And Jonathan made pretty good money. They, they just don't want to give a running back a massive okay. deal. Did you consider McCaffrey's deal when he signed it with Carolina massive? No. Okay. Um, so well, <laughs> well, but I, I consider McCaffrey a different player. So right. I love that move for three reasons. One, Kyle Shanahan. 100%. He makes it work. For the defensive coach, it doesn't matter. Uh, secondly, McCaffrey is a great running back. Third, he's an incredible receiver. Okay. So McCaffrey is the Swiss Army knife of backs in the league. He offers different dimensions. So that yeah. I got. It's yeah. like Debo Samuel. You're paying him for a receiver and a back. If I had to just pay Debo for a receiver, I wouldn't give him huge money. I'd give Stephon Diggs big money, Devontae Adams big money, Jamar Chase big money, Justin Jefferson big money, uh, you know, your guy with the Jets here in a couple of years big money. But Debo's a good receiver, but what he is is a great chess piece. So McCaffrey feels different than Jonathan Taylor. Well, again, you just say, hey, McCaffrey is the ceiling. You're, you're not getting that, Jonathan Taylor, but we will scale behind McCaffrey a little bit, scale down a little, and we could give you that. It just doesn't seem that hard. Ursay just seems like he's so dug in and wedded to this narrative that running backs, you cannot pay them. We refuse. And it's just like an old school way of thinking. He's butchered this. You know, you know Chris Ballard a little bit. Ballard must be just scratching his head like, what do I do well, here? I've got an irrational owner. GMs have no power Ugh. over strong owners. Quarterbacks do because quarterbacks have a link to fans. They sign autographs. They do selfies. They sell merchandise. There's people all over Indianapolis wearing Andrew Luck jerseys still. That's the people. That's why when Peyton Manning or an Andrew Luck come to Indy, the owner understands. You got to give the. I mean, remember how emotional it was moving off Peyton Manning. They had to make sure everybody knew he loves us. We love him. He's okay with us moving off him. That's a billionaire yeah. saying, you know, you got to take care of your quarterback. Mahomes. Mahomes is more popular than the Hunt family, Brett Veach, Andy Reid combined, right? So you, the quarterback in this league is the only player that 
really the owner has to say sometimes, you win, I don't want to get into a publicity fight. But Mahomes only got there after the Super Bowl. See, that wasn't like number second year in the league. Mahomes is loved by everybody. I just got to wonder what Shane Steichen is feeling right now, Colin. You know, he takes his Colts job. He's like, oh, we got well, Pittman, we got Jonathan Taylor. When you, when you take a job in the NFL, I remember talking to a friend who interviewed for the Clippers when they had Donald Sterling. And I had said I would not take that job. Coaches tend to think it's the it's the last job you'll ever get, yeah. and you've got to take every offer. Um, this was not an ideal. I think Shane Steichen would have gotten a great job had he been a bit more patient because you didn't have a quarterback, impulsive owner, and the AFC's tougher. Well, if Shane Steichen sticks around in Philly one more year and get there's an NFC job and maybe a team that got Caleb Williams, and I'm not banging on, you know, he's got an agent. Right. Shane Steichen had made good money, then you get offered great money. But the indie job for Shane Steichen, you can argue Steichen was better than the job opening. Like, Brian Dable okay. wasn't because the Giants are a great franchise. Um, the Mara family's longtime owners. The NFC is weaker. For Brian Dable, he had the Chargers and the Giants. You could say, well, he was too good for that job. That was New York Giants is a blue blood job. Yeah. The Colts didn't have a quarterback, yeah. impulsive owner, increasingly meddling owner, Stupid. tougher AFC. Yeah. Here's Trevor Lawrence. I can argue the Colts wasn't. A great job. You start to wonder if McDaniels, remember McDaniels took the job for like seven minutes and then was like, whoa, I'm out of here. Do you, you start to wonder, like, did he get a look behind the curtain at what Ursay's did? My guess is Steichen makes it work, but we all know this. Not all NFL jobs are equal. And, and, but what the problem is, if, you, if you've never made huge money and somebody offers you $6.9 million a year, you're married, you have kids, what do you say to that? Coaches tend to feel like you'll never get that offer again. I think Steichen was so respected in the market, like Dayball. Remember, everybody knew Dayball was, I mean, it was like Dayball was up for every good job that had a young quarterback, right? Steichen was the next Dayball. He was great with Justin Herbert. He was unbelievable with Jalen Hurts. Dude, in an offensive pivoting league, he was going to get multiple offers. There's an argument this was not the best one. That's all I'm saying. These, these, you know what I mean? Like, the Phoenix Suns job today is way better than it was a year ago with Robert Sarver. Same city, mostly same play, right? Yeah. Like, it, it, it changes. It's now a really good coaching job in Phoenix. Good owner, progressive, good roster. The so Washington was, job, if Ron Rivera gets run out, is going to be is a, a way better job. attractive job. Awful yeah. job last year. Now you've got Mr. Harris. You've got Sam Howell looked pretty good last You don't know what you have. Uh, <laughs> Sam Howell what? <laughs> Come on. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's The Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. 
That's code heard for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler or in West Virginia, visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467 369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources there's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. All right, so the Jonathan Taylor sweepstakes. Here's the latest team, much to the chagrin of J-Mac. The Miami Dolphins reportedly are interesting in exploring a trade for star running back for the Colts, uh, Jonathan Taylor. They can do this, basically, because Tua only eats up 4.3% of their cap. Dak, I'm not sure he's that much better than Tua. It's throwing a football, uh, gobbles up 12% of Dallas's cap. So there's only two ways to win a Super Bowl. Have a star quarterback, there's about five or six of those, or have a pretty good quarterback that's not getting paid yet. Uh, You win a Super Bowl with those. Otherwise, you're the Vikings and the Cowboys. You're mostly fooling yourself. You have a B quarterback you're paying A money to. So what's fascinating about the Dolphins, and I think they're doing it the right way, Jalen Ramsey, Bradley Chubb, they bring in Vic Fangio, now they want Jonathan Taylor. Two is the only quarterback in the NFL that if he made a Pro Bowl and his contract was up, I couldn't give him an extension. So he's got a couple of years left. They're going to go all in for him because he is capable and they're not paying him big money yet. He gobbles up 4.3 million of the cap, 4.3%, 9.6 overall. And that's one of the ways you can get and win a Super Bowl, mostly get to a Super Bowl. Jared Goff got to a Super Bowl, hard to win because you face a Mahomes or a Brady or, you know, a star quarterback. But I think what Miami's doing is basically saying, we got to go for it. You can't. You know, there's the old saying, all men are created equal. Yeah, maybe, 
but not in football. They don't, they don't remain equal. Some guys just get hurt more, and Tua gets hurt more. College pro. And so what the, I think what the Dolphins are doing is they're just saying, we're just going to go all in now, see how it plays out for the next two years. I totally agree with it. We have a brilliant coach. And remember, Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, gives you about three years. Gave Adam Gase three years. Gave Brian uh, Flores uh, three years. And then he loses patience. He's a real estate guy. He flips houses and he flips coaches. So my take is here, if you're Mike McDaniel, this is year two. This year, next year, you got to go for it. There is no long runway for Tua. I think Miami's one of those teams where, again, Tua's a great kid, but I, I could never give him an extension. You guys always talk about running backs not getting extensions. If Tua made the Pro Bowl, I wouldn't give him a long-term deal. I can't. So instead of that, what I can do is give him the great supporting cast and unbelievable support and give him an opportunity to, to I, I, my takeaway is give him an opportunity to win now and next year because I, I don't think you can really construct a deal long-term with Tua considering it's not just an injury. That's not it. It's concussions. That's a completely different media narrative a completely different concern. So if I was the Dolphins, Jonathan Taylor, they've got some kind of middling running backs. I think they'd be fantastic. I think it would put them in a Super Bowl class. I think it's another element that would put them ahead of the very competent Jets. All very exciting. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herd Live By the way, next year, Josh Allen is 18.5% of the Bills cap. That's why Buffalo this year has to win. Because Josh Allen, from the next year forward, gobbles up a huge part of Buffalo's like cap. Their Super Bowl window is like this year. This year. It, it, win now. You know, Rams basically had a one-year window when they went all in. And it worked, and they won the Super Bowl. That's and, right. You know, not looking but, good now. You're no. even backing off the Rams, aren't well, you? Well, but if Buffalo won a Super Bowl, who cares? Who cares? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you win the Super Bowl. That's Chicago, all after the Michael Jordan stuff, was still selling out. If it, if it was the United Center or wherever it was at the time, they were still selling the place out. You buy so much equity if you're the Steelers and you have rings or the Bulls and MJ. And so the Rams went all in, and everybody's like, yeah, but they're going to get clobbered. If you ask Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan, would you have rather have a ring or regular season dominance? Yeah. Shanahan would take the ring tomorrow. Obviously, yes. Uh, all right, let's start with Joe Burrow, who is still sidelined with that calf injury. Um... Their season opener is two and a half weeks away. Zach Taylor had a positive update saying Burrow looks as good as he's ever looked and that he only needs one practice rep to be ready for the season. Now, last year, he was coming off the appendectomy. I think yes. he threw five picks in the opener. Well, they went 0-2 to but start. But that's a major surgery. Well, this is a calf strain. Calf, you can't mess around. You know uh, what's not far from the calf. We, we don't say the A word. Um, what? Achilles. You, know, you can't mess around with that stuff, man. Well, That's like a real, real injury. Well, last year he had a major surgery. Yeah. I've had a calf injury. Hey, I was out there hitting tennis balls 140 miles an hour and pulled that puppy. <laughs> Your serve's 140 <laughs> miles. Okay. Um, I don't know. Burrow, week one. They'll be fine. He just doesn't. He, you know what? <clears throat> Joe Burrow doesn't make camp, and I'm okay with it. I don't think he's had a full camp yet, has he? No, I don't um, think he has. Does it matter though? I don't think it does. I really. They already shunk preseason to three three games. I think, right? Yeah, you know, I I don't. I think Sean McVay proved it. I, if I, I think I've told you this before. I would argue. You could argue this, and they really they hose the fans on this. You know, fans get charged extra for these tickets. That's what I've been told for preseason games, which is outrageous. That's just outrageous. 
So if, I, if it was up to me, I would just, everybody gets one preseason game, meaning every other year you get a home game and it has to be free to the fans. It's a, it's a freebie. So it's free to kids, it's free to adults. So you don't even get a preseason game as an owner every year. You do as many inter-squad scrimmages as you want, and every other year you get a home preseason game. And so that means every every, every team has a preseason game, home road, home road, home road. And that, how think about this. So college football has a limitation on the hours you can practice and has 19-year-old kids. And they don't have any warm-up games. And I've watched college football games on Labor Day weekend be brilliantly played by 19-year-olds who get no warm-up games, no inter-squad games, and have limitations on the hours they can practice. Well, that's why they, you know, hire directional state university in the season opener. You know, you don't want to risk anything. We barely, no preseason well, I mean, game. Look at we, we're Alabama not planning, and Texas are playing second week. Nick Saban's starting like 15 five-star guys. He's not really worried about that season Well, I opener. just, but they just got Florida State plays LSU in Labor Day weekend. That's like. Yeah, that, it's risky. No preseason games, 19-year-old kids. You tell me 27-year-old men need three preseason games, and you're hosing fans on this stuff. Yeah, They um, should be baked into season tickets. You should not be able to charge fans. Everybody yeah. gets one preseason game, and you get a home. As an owner, you get a home one every other year. Yeah, the other thing with the Bengals, I think they return like 10, 9 or 10 or maybe even 11 starters, right, offensively. They still got the receivers. Mixon's there. Offensive line, they gonna, it should be fine. Uh, next up, Bryce Young. Man, he, he's gotten the crap beat out of him, basically, in two preseason no games. No question. Um, Jets hammered him. 12 pass attempts, 56 yards through two games. Now, come on. Uh, Frank Reich is confident that he will be the week one starter. Here's what he had to say. Yes, I feel he'll be ready. Um, you know, He's he's very accomplished mentally, maturity-wise. He's gotten a lot of work and a lot of reps. That's why we made the decision when we did back in the spring to announce him as the starter, to put him and our team in a position, you know, say, hey, this is who we're going to be going forward. Let's get this work. So so I, I yesterday I talked to somebody I respect. And I said, everybody has a team that was bad last year that will make the playoffs. And I told my friend, I had Carolina, you know the team he picked? Atlanta. Yeah. Everybody is in on the team I don't like. So um, I'm looking at the Falcons' defensive line. Because the Panthers' offensive line looks bad. Like the number one unit is getting destroyed. The Jets annihilated him. Even the Giants did. So if you're looking at the Falcons against the Panthers in week one, you got Bud Dupree, uh, Grady Jarrett, Calais Campbell, Jarrett's and Abiquete, I think that kid from Penn yeah, State. Jarrett's great. I think I have to I think I gotta take Falcons there. What's the number on that? I don't know off the top of my head. Atlanta's probably Atlanta's favored. at home. Well, Atlanta's um, favored by I, two and a half. And I'm uh, listen, I'm doing the nerdy research. Frank Reich in um season openers 0 4 and one against the spread. Uh, not great. Doesn't usually does that mean he doesn't have his team prepared? He's got a rookie quarterback. All you know, line looks I shaky. bet Atlanta twenty times in the last decade, and I'm I think I'm 0-20. <laughs> Nobody possible. has burned me more than the Atlanta Falcons. They are my kryptonite. Well, they're taking money hand over fist. Uh here. It's all the wise guys are on Atlanta. Well, I mean, we've been talking about it since July. It's a lot based on the schedule. Nobody knows what's up with Desmond Ray. I still I can still have them winning the division. There's nothing locked in yet. They could win the division, yeah. They could beat the beat the Saints for the division. I don't know. Well, cr- it ain't going to be Bryce Young. I'll tell you that. All it, these smart people I talk to love Atlanta. No, Atlanta, yeah, they're the number one uh, 
number one team for an over. Uh, final story, Todd Bowles held off on naming a starting quarterback through most of the preseason, letting Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask battle it out. But just this morning, a few hours ago, the Bucks named Baker Mayfield the week one starter when they head to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. Colin. What? I don't know. I don't really have much to say about Baker. <laughs> I mean, listen, you know, I, he, he's dealing with some stuff. I don't know if you saw there's like a lawsuit against what about? Yeah, some family. He's wondering where some family members invested some money. It looks shaky. Um, really? Yeah. His family's trying to take him or something? Uh, it's it's complicated. It's not pretty. We're not, uh, we don't need to talk about that. But bottom line, geez. he's going through a lot, and now he's dealing with uh, a, a Bucks team here that uh, yeah, yeah, goes yeah. to Minnesota against the Vikings. Uh, Flores and that defense should be ready. They don't have a lot of great defensive players. Baker maybe makes some things happen in that game. Shocks the world. You feeling that? Oh, Evans and Godwin? Shocks the world. Oh, fine. Shocks the He F- should win <laughs> that job. He's better than Kyle Trask. He should win that. I hope so. He's yeah. the number one pick. Like I didn't know he had some nonsense, some family member. Yeah, Is that the it's worst? Not pretty, now yeah. I feel bad for him. Somebody's trying to take him for a few. I don't it's uh, it's unclear, but he just wants to know where did the money go. He's not officially oh, blaming yeah, anyone, yeah, but his yeah. family handles a lot of it. Oh, brother. Um, but at least he's a starting quarterback in Tampa for week one. So he's got that going for him. He does have that going for him. J Mac oh. with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. I read this this morning, just this 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 stat. The Cowboys haven't been to the NFC Championship in 28 years. But right, listen to this line. In the first 29 years of the team, they went to 12 conference championships in the team's first 29 years. 12. Zero in the past 28. And yet I would argue... They are more popular now as a franchise than ever. Or, or certainly than the first 29 years. Just to repeat. So last 28 years, zero. Zero haven't been to an NFC championship in 28 years. So there's an entire generation of kids who have never seen them have success in the playoffs. 12 conference championships in the team's first 29 years. So 12 versus zero. And yet I would argue that they are more popular now as a franchise, as a brand, as a business than they were 42 years ago. I mean, Am I wrong? Everything, 99% of things are more popular now than they were 30 years ago. Almost everything. They got the new stadium, you know, there's now social media. Everybody loves the Cowboys that's from the true, 90s. That's true, that's true. But the New York Jets, by the way, have been to three conference championships in the last... What, like 26 years, 25? Yeah. Testa Verde and then the Mark Sanchez. Mark Sanchez. Yeah, the no, Jets been, have had more success. Uh, well, the, the Cowboys have years. won. They're just not winning big games. It's what Yankee fans are saying. They win a lot. This is a bad year. They win a lot. They're not winning enough big series. That's a difference. Georgia football won forever before Kirby Smart. They won all the time. They weren't beating Bamas and LSU and... They weren't winning the big games, but Georgia was very rarely bad. They were always good. I mean, Georgia's hard to lose at football. They've got players all over the state of Georgia. It's a great high school region. So Georgia was good forever. They were never great. The Yankees right now, mostly for 12 years, have been really good. They're not great. Yeah. You know, it's just funny. The Dodgers and the Yankees, you know, one is looked at the goal, as the gold standard, the Dodgers. 
Well, they only got one championship in the last so many years. The Yankees have one, and they're considered like poorly run and shaky front office and non-committed ownership. And it's like, well, they both got a World Series title in the last, you know, how many years, 15 or whatever. Newsflash, it's difficult to win championships. Really, really hard. That's just a fact. Bill Bill Parcells winning percentage, like 57%. And one of the most important coaches ever. Like the four biggest coaches in my since I've been alive. You can't count Lombardi. So like, you know, I'm as alive, but it's young. I would say the four most important football coaches, Bill Walsh, the West Coast offense, Bill Parcells, the psychology of football, the incubator for Belichick. Belichick. So three Bills, okay. Okay, I mean, yeah, I mean literally, Bill Walsh, Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. And then does Andy Reid get well, the Well, I think, I think Jimmy Johnson, because his ability to be the best college coach and then the best mm. NFL coach, also Jimmy Johnson did something that's huge. He created the draft chart, which I look at constantly on the internet. So nobody, nobody made trades before Jimmy Johnson. Hmm. So when he was in the NFL, he was considered the best coach. And when he was in college, he was considered the best coach. Pete Carroll can make close to that claim. Um so I think, and then I think, I think Jimmy Johnson and Andy Reid feel like they're the next that, guys. That's a tough one because you Andy Reid's the most creative guy in the sport. He's going to go down with discovering Patrick Mahomes, who could be the next well, Tom Brady. Well, Brett or maybe Veach discovered him, the GM. And then, okay, fair and, enough. So I would say your your big three are Bill Walsh, Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick, and then I think Andy Reid and Jimmy Johnson have arguments. Jimmy's the great personnel eye in the history of football. I mean, this the ability. To recruit, I mean, people forget the Miami Hurricanes had a ton of three-star players. Yeah. <laughs> he would go find. I mean, that's Jimmy. They never got like five-star offensive linemen. He just found them, and then I think so. His personnel eye and Andy Reid's creativity offensively put them in a class where they just feel different than other co- other really yeah. great coaches. Huh. Is, am I wrong on that? I'm throwing that. I mean, I'm not going to count Lombardi, but it's the Bill, 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 and then Andy and Jimmy. And now you could say, well, Colin, well, you well, know Jimmy and you like Jimmy, but Jimmy literally created the New York Giants had made one trade ever before Jimmy Johnson created the draft chart. Who, who was the Steelers coach who won a, uh, some Super Chuck Bowl? Chuck Noll. Noll, okay. But I, a lot of that was considered, I mean, it was just their defense their literally defense, had the okay. same great players. Joe, like does it. Joe Gibbs get in this discussion? Now, Joe Gibbs, if Alex wasn't on vacation, Gibbs, <laughs> Gibbs is a really an interesting one because... Uh, Joe won Super Bowls with like multiple quarterbacks. Oh, Shula. Yeah, but he never won a Super Bowl with Marino. Isn't that kind of now? The, now the most underrated coach in my lifetime easily is is Mike Shanahan. Half the league runs his offense, and he oh, and he's got two Super Bowls. And by the way, Elway had Dan Reeves before Shanahan, and it didn't work. So Shanahan wins Elway two Super Bowls. Half the league today runs that offense, well, uh, and he's th- not I in the Super it was Bowl. Terrell Davis. Uh, well, but came, again, came it was to the rescue. It was the run game of Shanahan, which Kyle and Mike have proven. Every, I mean, Elijah Mitchell, six rounder, can run yeah. for. So, like, so the the Hall of Fame is so weird in football. So the Basketball Hall of Fame will put in an official. They'll count your college. They'll count your pro. They count everything. The NFL. How am I supposed to not consider? Jimmy Johnson and Pete Carroll's college dominance. When they were in college, they were the best college coach in the whole sport. And then they transition to the NFL and turn around franchises. You know, like, eh. 
and well, become like create just dominant teams and cultures, and I can't count the college stuff. So the NFL has a level playing field because of the salary cap. Yeah. Well, college kind football of. does not have any semblance of a level playing. Okay, field. but let me let me just say this. That's a great point. The NFL, the perception is because of the salary cap, it's an even playing field. No, it's not. Stan Kroenke allows less need the GM to have 130 million more dollars per year to play with because he can write checks that Bidwell can't. So the I, the fans think it's all a salary cap. No, it's not. If you have Stan Kroenke or Jerry Jones, you can write because in the NFL you got to okay. have that money in the bank. Mark Davis can't write those checks. Bidwell can't write those checks. Kroenke can write any check anytime to get anybody. Write off Bobby Wagner, Vaughn Miller, Matt Stafford. It doesn't matter. Okay. So the salary cap is overstated. It's a hard cap, well, but if you – the Arizona Cardinals have over $100 million less to work with annually than Jed York's Niners and and, and Stan Kroenke's right. Rams. Well, okay. In terms of writing we'll off of stuff. Of the three, the big three, baseball, not even close to level playing. Well, we field. know that. that. Eight, NBA, I would say, has a bigger gap. Between the haves and the have-nots, the small markets and the big markets. But that's created by cultural and by players who just don't want to play in certain markets. But also some of these owners, like you said, don't want to spend. And then you got Ballmer, who's just got billions and billions of dollars. I think the NFL has the most level of the big three playing field. And it's way more of a level playing field than college football. Let me ask you this, though. As the leagues become more quarterback-centric, why is it now easier to pick divisions? If you have Trevor Lawrence, you're going to win 13, 12 games. So th- this is something I warned about three years ago. I believe you were right three to four years ago. But as the league, because of safety reasons, has made it more quarterback-friendly, quarterback-protective, if you don't have a star quarterback, the only other way to get to a Super Bowl is to have a capable kid you're not paying. I mean, well, just, yeah, I mean the, it, the league the, is totally quarterback-dependent now. You're not winning titles in the NBA without a star. I mean, you need a star quarterback in the NFL, period. But there's That's a bunch of the stars. You can have a variety of different stars. Milwaukee had a star. Denver had a star. Golden State's had stars. You, you say, well, you have to have a star in the NBA. But they're, they're top-ten players, Giannis well, I mean, and Jokic. But half the league has an elite star player. Now, there are Miami's a much more attractive market to play in, if you ask players, than maybe a Memphis. Don't we talk about number ones? How many number ones are there in the NBA? There's like seven, eight, maybe nine number ones. Well, you don't even know if Tatum's a number one. In the NFL, number one quarterbacks, five. you say there's five or six. So it's kind of, sort of, simple. it's just tougher to find and identify because the think pool the, is smaller. It's just college football. I think NBA, the NFL, you go international, you can find superstars. I think the NFL, increasingly, there's an illusion of parity. No, there's no. There's an illusion of parity in the NFL. Now, college football has no illusion of parity. Ohio no. State, Michigan, Clemson, you know, whatever. Well, Col- NFL says there's an illusion of parity. That you think there's parity. Okay, define parity then. If there's anybody only can win, please. Okay, so we're starting the season. I can take th- nine NFL teams, eliminate them completely, nine others, and say you can't win more than a playoff game. 18 of 32 teams have no chance to win more than one playoff. This season? Absolutely. All right, well, let's, when we take a break, let's do that exercise <laughs> next time. There, there's no way 18 teams uh, can, can't win more than one playoff game. Uh, give me the standings right now. Give me the standings right now. Not right the second, but yes, we got a commercial break. <laughs> it's and, uh, the Herd. <laughs> Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, 
what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sit, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style, plus their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, visit Tacovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, is coming to the biggest season opener college football has seen in years as his Colorado Buffaloes face national powerhouse TCU. Big noon Saturday on Fox starts September 2nd. On top of next hour, I'll give you the teams that can't win a Super Bowl. My, my point being is there is an illusion of parity. They couldn't get us a standings. There's an illusion of parity in the NFL that you think there's all this parity. We know it's not in college football, tennis, we know it. I mean, like, you know, even in the World Cup, the Olympics, you know who's going to win the medals. And there's this, there's an understanding. The NFL does a great job to sell you hope and optimism and parity, and it doesn't really exist because increasingly the sport is only about quarterbacks. If you don't have an elite coach and a quarterback, you're out. 
I mean, just off the top of your head, you know Washington and Houston, and there's a handful of teams, Atlanta, Carolina. There's like eight of them. They're not winning the Super Bowl. And then there's teams like the New York Giants who are certainly capable of making the playoffs and winning a game, but they're not winning a Super Bowl. And I think it adds up. My guess off the top of my head is 18. 18 of the 32 teams have Mm. no chance to win a Super Bowl. Now, 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 that gives you... Uh, 14, and I think I'm being diplomatic. I don't think Geno Smith is ever going to hold the trophy up. But I think Seattle's got the coach. They're too young, in my opinion, to win a Super Bowl. But I do think they can win a division in multiple playoff games. I don't see Geno holding up the AFC championship, you know, trophy over a Mahomes or a Burrow. Hey, you probably didn't see Nick Foles and Doug Peterson, right, winning a Super Bowl, what, like six, seven well, years that ago? Well, that was... Absolutely true. Now, now that was, let's be honest, Carson Wentz got all those wins. Foles takes over a loaded roster, and okay. they had the coach. So Doug- Joe, Joe Burrow has his rookie year, whatever, gets yeah. hurt. Second year, absolutely nobody had the Bengals sniffing the Super Bowl. But, they but go all the way to the Super Bowl. We viewed Burrow... Remember, I was the one that said slow down on Burrow. Yeah. Burrow was viewed... People were saying he was going to be LeBron. And Brady and Joy and I were like, what? You guys are crazy. Well, he ended up being great. (laughs) So, like, I was a pushback guy on Burrow initially. I said he'd be a better version of Tony Romo. I still think he's a better version of Tony Romo. He's just He's just much better than Tony Romo. Okay, but going into the season, if we were doing this exercise three years ago, we would have said, Cincinnati, can they win the Super Bowl? You would have said, ah, no way, no shot. They got to the Super Bowl and nearly beat the Rams. Like, things happen. Last year, this time, if we said Eagles, could they win the Super Bowl? They didn't want to play off game saying, last. I'm not saying things don't happen, but the Eagles also had a stacked roster. Fair. I like And we both picked them to win their division. Fair. Hour two next. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.